Hello, this is Lee Tushler, Executive Editor at WTWH Media. We're here with Alex Liddell. He's the CEO of Efficient Power Conversion Corporation and also was the co-inventor of the HexFET Power MOSFET in addition to holding several other positions in R&D and manufacturing and Alex was also the CEO of International Rectifier for 12 years. He recently authored a book called Gallium Nitride Transistors for Efficient Power Conversion and we're here today to talk to Alex about gallium nitride transistors and problems that engineers have of learning about them and working with them. Alex, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Lee. I think the first question I have for you is why did you decide to write a textbook about gallium nitride transistors? You know, I think it's pretty clear that gallium nitride is a technology that's going to eventually displace the aging power MOSFET in the world of power conversion. And we felt that by writing a textbook, we would be able to communicate both the technology, the tools and techniques that you need to design with gallium nitride, the key applications, and then even at the end, we talk about the business of gallium nitride and the transition to taking over the throne of the power MOSFET. What kinds of differences and improvements in power electronics do you foresee with the adoption of gallium nitride transistor technology? Initially, gallium nitride transistors offer the designer much higher speed. Uh, speed translates into potentially efficiency improvements. It translates into size improvements. We're now seeing entire systems that can fit inside a tablet that you can take as part of an internal diagnostic system. And those where we see some of the, the incredible new applications as time goes on, and we're already seeing that transition as gallium nitride becomes even less expensive than silicon power MOSFET, it will take over the broad spectrum of DC to DC conversion, AC to DC conversion, and motion control. There's been some work in research institutions recently on power conversion circuitry that uses much higher switching frequencies than you typically find in commercial supplies. Would gallium nitride have a role in those kinds of designs? Gallium nitride is the only technology that works in those kinds of designs. There have been systems that have been impossible to implement for 85 years that are now finally going into production. Uh, things like RF envelope tracking being an example where there are Class D amplifiers working at 70 and 80 megahertz with our gallium nitride transistors. Another question that often comes up is what kinds of difficulties are design engineers likely to encounter when they start to use gallium nitride transistor technology? What seems to be the sticking points for engineers that have worked with traditional power semiconductor devices when they get into gallium nitride? As with the power MOSFET, the, the switching speeds were really in the tens of nanoseconds. Now that you get into gallium nitride, it's in the picoseconds. When you're in the tens of nanoseconds, the transistor's characteristics dominated the system. But when you get into the 
hundred picosecond range, it's really the parasitics leading to the device that dominate the system. So you really have to go back to the to the strong disciplines that many of us learned in school about how to design an extremely tight layout, one that has very very low parasitic inductances, uh, you know, extremely efficient layouts that conserve every millimeter of copper trace. And you know, the, the people who've been designing an RF already know this stuff. The people that have been designing in power are more used to the sluggishness of the power MOSFET and therefore have to kind of recrack open the books and remember how it was done when they learned it in school. I would think that working in this kind of technology and at these kinds of speeds would also require a change in the kind of test instruments you have on the average design engineer's bench. Can you address that a little bit? Yes, that's also true. The 500 megahertz oscilloscope that is sort of the high end that you need when you're designing with power MOSFETs is too slow for gallium nitride. And, you know, you need to get into the 2 gigahertz range with gigahertz kinds of probes in order to catch potential problems like a lot of overshoot and ringing in a circuit. The test instrument people are catching up, and there's several very fine instruments out there available today. When you're talking to the typical design engineer working in power transistors, does he have any conceptual difficulty he or she starts to work with gallium nitride transistors? we make, our EGAN FETs work just like a MOSFET. They have three terminals, so conceptually they're identical. And that is both good news and it's, it's a little bit of bad news. It looks so similar that if you try to just drop and replace a power MOSFET with an EGAN FET, the differences are what get you. The inductances that are in your circuit will cause extreme ringing, which will cause overvoltages and things like that. So it is conceptually the same and you just need to be very, very careful because it's an extraordinarily high-speed device. Also, the packaging on the allium nitride transistors is a little bit different than what most engineers are probably used to because the package is completely passivated. Can you touch on that a little bit? When I was selling power MOSFETs for 30 years, I would go to customers. They would always complain about the packages. They'd say the package is too big. It has too much resistance in the package. It has too much inductance. It's thermally not efficient. And, oh, by the way, it costs too much. And when we first started a fish power conversion about seven years ago, we were actually ignored by all the packaging houses. We were too small for them to even want to try to package our products. So we said, okay, we're just not going to have a package and passivate the dye and wafer form. Turns out that was an extraordinarily fortuitous conclusion because our flip chip format is obviously has zero wasted space, has zero parasitic inductance, zero parasitic resistance. It's the most thermally efficient package ever made in the world, and it saves half the cost because half the cost of a power MOSFET is in the packaging. It also eliminates an enormous amount of reliability problems that are common to power MOSFETs. So it was very fortuitous that we did that, and the device is actually glass passivated in wafer form, so it's extremely inert to the environment. And effectively, that means you can actually sort of encapsulate the whole thing in a printed circuit board if that's what you want to do, right? Yeah, you can. It's inert to the atmosphere, so you just have, in essence, you have the absolute minimum possible packaging on this device. It's a thin layer of glass. Well, we've come to the end of our time here, Alex. I really appreciate your time today, and I want to thank our listeners for sticking with us. Have a good day. Lee, thanks so much.